I wish everybody could hunt hogs for the first time to just release an arrow on, on them before you go to anything else. And actually, I didn't start hog hunting with a bow, so it's funny that I'm even saying that. I wanted him to experience as many different ways of hunting hogs as possible. The only thing he didn't get to do is I really wanted you to experience running dogs. Pigs aren't that pretty, but um, just to watch him, and just so calm. They're just in their element. The piglets were playing. I mean... It was a wonderful setup. Like, I was just on this hot streak when I first started, and then all these failures started happening, and I kind of wish it was the other way around, you know? You're just not prepared for when it starts failing. See, another thing I tell people when they ask me, well, how do I, how do I get into hunting and how do I get started? I'm like, put your weapon up and go sit in a blind or go sit in a tree stand, and you just watch the animals. This is what bow hunting presents to you at times, and it's not because you don't have enough experience because people that do still make these mistakes. Everybody needs to hear that. <laughs> this is Jessica Byers with Follow Her Arrow. You are listening to Living Country in the City, episode 61. Y'all ready for your dose of flyover state spirit? Straight from the concrete jungle? Well, put down your latte and pull on your boots. It's time for Living Country in the City. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 61 of Living Country in the City. As I mentioned, I just recently got back from a week out in Central Texas hunting hogs with Jess and Braxton Byers, and I'll tell you all that I've never had such a fun time in my life. But, you know, it was in a, really a roller coaster as well. You know, before I left, I sat down a bit with Jess to recap the week and talk about some of the lessons we both learned, and really hope you all enjoy this one and find something useful along the way. Let's get to it. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The sucker started. I am here in Texas. Flew in for a little bit of hog hunting with the one and only Jessica Taylor Byers. Follow her arrow. How hey, hey. <laughs> Glad you finally came to the best state ever. <laughs> it's uh, been fun. We've had we've had a hell of a week. And is it a state or a nation? I thought it was a nation all to itself, pretty much. You're damn right it is. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I do love Texas, but I will always say my heart is 
in the mountains, as y'all have probably heard a thousand times on every podcast I've ever done. But, uh, no, it's always fun having people out. It's totally different here. And I think what I love most about this state is you can go all over it and you feel like you're, you're, there's so such different terrain everywhere you go. So you were lucky enough to kind of experience the start of what we call the hill country, which is the closest thing to the mountains that we have in our state. And it is absolutely beautiful. Um, I, I've always said if I was going to live anywhere in Texas long, long term, this is the type of terrain that I want to be in. So I'm very grateful to be here. And it was, it was cool chasing pigs with you all week. I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, it was fun. It was, it was definitely a week to remember. So now, uh, since the last time we talked, I'll have to, I'll have to look up the episode number. I think it was something like in the twenties. I think. Have I been on your show once or twice? Just once. Okay, Just I can't once. even remember. It's been a while, though, yeah. for sure. It feels like I've been on more than once because we've kept in touch since that show. But Yeah, for sure. And uh, But there's been some big changes uh, since, the, since the show. You've uh, moved out here. Y'all are uh, working on a new ranch, and that's where, that's where we did our hunting, right? Yeah, so we used to live in a really, really small farm town, uh, I guess for any listeners, if you happen to know what Holland, Texas is, there's not a whole lot there. Uh, but now we're living between Lampasas and Burnett. So we're actually in town at the coffee shop in Lampasas. This is where I come to do, you know, work out and for all my mail and everything. But we live about 25 miles outside of Lampasas. And uh, we're sitting on 21,000 acres. Uh, the north gate puts us in Lampasas. The south gate puts us uh, in, in Burnett. And then our house actually sits in a town called Tau. So it's, yeah, it's just a huge piece of property. And, and Braxton is what moved us out here. He's, you know, he was in construction for over 10 years. And just, it was never his passion. And, and you know, the outdoors is what he lived for. It's what he dreamed of. And we just decided, you know, if you were to die, if you were to die tomorrow, you would have never lived I should say, you. well, yeah, you would have never felt like you truly lived a life that you wanted to live. And you don't have to hate your job. There's this, there's this idea that, you know, a job is like something you're supposed to despise every day. And I truthfully, you know, there's a saying that you'll never, you'll never work a day in your life if you find something you really love. And we took a leap of faith and it was really, really scary. We, you know, got out of the house that we were in in Holland and moved away, away from family, took a big pay cut. Like it was just a lot of factors that went into it and it is the best decision we ever made. So now he's the ranch manager of this property and it's going to be, it's already changed quite a bit, but it's pretty incredible. Some of the things that they're doing on that, on that property, they're going to offer a little bit of everything because there's lake frontage, there's uh, Colorado river frontage. Um, I mean, everything from, like you said, the turkey hunting, the deer hunting, hog hunting, even predator hunting. Um, and then all of the, go, then you get into the water stuff. You know, the, we have, the duck hunting is amazing. And Lake Buchanan is one of the best lakes in our state for fishing. So got a little bit of everything. We live on a little pot of gold. So you're, <laughs> I, I'm serious. I, I feel that anybody who gets to come out and experience it is is very lucky and I'm just glad that it worked out like it was it was such a fun week I I will cherish this time forever no I definitely I have to say coming out here was an absolute blast and I have learned so stinking much just 
so many experiences so many i mean you know we'll we'll get into i'm sure the details of of the whole week here sure. in a second but i mean it, it just af- even after the the first day i was like i walked away feeling like okay this trip's already a success you know um just with the sheer amount i learned and a lot of the um I don't know, just excitement and, and, and all of that. It was, it was definitely a blast. And, um, I appreciate you guys having me out. And, yeah, uh, you know, it was fun. It was really fun. And it challenged me too. You know, Braxton's usually one that guides and I'm traveling the world by myself and getting to hunt a little bit, a little bit of everywhere. And, you know, I hunt our property as much as possible when I'm home, but he's typically the one that's taking care of all the hunters. So, you know, you really test your own personal knowledge when you begin to teach somebody else those things. And I think in a lot of ways it's, it's intimidating for me to, you know, for a lot of hunters that I've, that I, I, I would, I guess I'm a little uh, hesitant to talk about things that I know or that I've learned over the years. But that was one of the more gratifying things is having someone, you're, you're like a total sponge. You know, I can just see you soaking up every second of it and um, really listening and adapting to all the different ways that we attempted to get, you know, close the gap on these hogs. And I just can appreciate that hunger to know more, you know, instead of you getting complacent, like you're just, you're so new to it that you just love it and you eat it up. And I couldn't imagine, I guess I'm kind of spoiled in that way now because I felt like I was actually doing something. (laughs) Whereas, you know, a lot of times I'm like, I, I feel like the one that needs to be trying to learn more and, and, you know, fine tune my skills. And it was, I've always said though, any, any of my audience, um, I feel a lot more confident talking to people who don't know, uh, everything, you know what I mean? Who have that like, Oh, I'm the best hunter ever. So it was just, it was cool. And, you know, I, I started to really, it put in perspective what I do and don't know too. Like, man, I need to, I need to work on that a little bit or I've got that down. And anyway, I, I learned just as much as you did. In other words, it was definitely a two way street. And so thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, we got to, I mean, I really feel like over the course of this week, um, you know, we, we put in a lot of time. I mean, every morning, every evening, and most of the time, middle of the day we were either shooting bows or or doing something to to prep for you know one of the hunts and sure um I well mean, in the late nights like you so for everybody listening he originally was supposed to come in february yeah so then the time um with daylight savings it like kind of threw everything off because i'm used to getting in way earlier having dinner and getting a decent amount of sleep before you get up the next day so it was like blow and go constant we didn't i mean most nights what we were eating at 10 30 or something in bed by 12 30 or one and get up at five so man it was it it was it was like jam-packed i can't even believe the week's over right now actually i think about it it just went by so fast and yeah, it was during the day. It's like take a nap. Yeah, that sounds great, but <laughs> we need to be shooting. We need to get you know make sure our confidence is up. I mean, I've, I'm planning for trips too, so it's just just as important. Even though I wasn't hunting this week behind the weapon, well, I guess I did actually once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, it was 
It was jam-packed. I mean, we literally had two or three things we wanted to get done. This podcast was one of them. Here we are, like, last minute at a coffee shop trying to squeeze it into our week because we didn't have any time. And thankfully, thankfully my flight was delayed or else uh, we'd be doing On the road. this in the car. Yeah. Which, I've, I've, I've done those before as well, so it's, right. uh, it works. But, yeah, no, I mean, we, uh, yeah, I mean, to pretty much, we were up at five every day this week. I mean, we didn't skip a day. We'd be up at five out the door Six six thirty to get to the stand by six thirty. Try to six fifteen was I think one day was six thirty, but six fifteen was pretty much like the latest. Um, six o'clock was ideal, but mm-hmm. it worked out either way. And uh, and we'd be we'd be there till nine or ten, depending on the depending on the stand and and how the hogs were moving. Yeah, and yeah. Even you know we were out. We even did a little spot in stock midday one one of the days, and then yeah, to give to give y'all like a, I don't know, like a kind of an overview. I wanted I wanted him to experience as many different ways of hunting hogs as possible. So the only thing that he didn't get to do is I really wanted you to experience running dogs. Like you know, people have mixed opinions about that, but it didn't you know it didn't work out. But um, so we sat in blinds in the morning, uh, and then. You know, I think there was one morning we got out early and we're like, we're we're just going to go chase them, just, you know, spot and stalk. But the evenings was, I think, the most jam-packed and most exhilarating. Just they, when they're feeding naturally and you're not baiting, you know, in Texas you can bait, you can, there's so many different ways you can hunt hogs. But um, in the evening when they're feeding out in the, in the field, like they're just more relaxed, you know, they're there's nothing unnatural about that setting. So you can, you know, as long as you're, you're stealth, like you can close the gap and, and really get them where they're not alert. You know, as long as you play the wind well there, to me, that's a more ideal way to hunt hogs. And it's just more gratifying period, but it is absolutely necessary to hunt them in multiple ways in this state, you know, and I had somebody comment the other day, actually just a little side trail. Um, on on I took a shot and I missed I missed I used the wrong pin I missed a hog and they were like why'd you have to go and jump on its back before you took the shot and and I in that response because he was saying well if there's such a bad problem why aren't you flinging arrows way back far away and I'm like man if you really want to like put a dent in the hog population bow hunting is not <laughs> the way to do it I mean you need to be gun hunting you need to be night vision hunting you need to be helicopter hunting um, trapping, can't, blowing them. You, you can blow them. Like blow them up. Yeah, you can use tannerite on them. Like you can. I mean, there's so. I would say running dogs is the most efficient way, um, unless you have those traps where it notifies your phone and you can drop it. You can drop the trap down on them. Um, you know, to, to a lot of people just unless you're living it and seeing the damage that they do and how quickly they populate. This probably sounds like really bizarre. Like, what? How do you even call that hunting? But. Um, I mean, however you look at it, it's conservation. <laughs> like, they're, they are... Well, they're non-native species, aren't they? They're, you know, I don't even know. I mean, obviously the Russian, uh, like, a lot of the boars have the that real, like, ridge look at, on their back, the hair standing up. They have a lot of Russian in them. I, obviously, they were brought in, but I don't, I don't know. A lot of them are just... I might be crazy, and you know, I mean, somebody feel free to email me and and correct me, or or maybe I'll just do a Google search. But from what I understand, I think javelina are are pretty much like the only native pig species to. So javelina is not related to a pig, which a lot of people don't know that. Really? They they're they are. I'm, 
Uh, man, I know this. I know this, and I'm, I'm like getting hung up right now. So they're more related to like the rat okay. than they are a hog. Okay. And they only produce like one or two babies, where hogs can spit out like over ten. So. Yeah, a lot of people, they, you know, they, I guess they do look similar. And when I was younger, I used to think the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, kill them all. But really, the javelinas are pretty cool, and they're not related to hogs at all. Interesting. So I remember, I, I swear I remember, maybe it wasn't a javelina then. I remember somebody saying there's like one native hog species to um, to the United States, and then like everything else was like brought in. And I can't, I can't remember exactly what that was, but. Yeah. Um, I think most places, most places though, especially where they've kind of interbred with a lot of um domestic uh, domestic yeah hogs. it's just like a it's... domestic like gone wild i mean I, I don't i don't really my husband can explain it better i'm not like a pro and when you get down to like the <laughs> details <laughs> of it i just know that they produce so fast and uh and they never i mean it's still one of the best things for me to like i love chasing them as much as i did when i first started hunting so it's it's always it's always fun it's always necessary and bow hunting you're never going to put a dent in them the way that you need to so that's why a lot of times we'll yeah. go out with night vision with guns although i'm pretty stoked to try that new light that i caved and bought the other day uh i mean i was a little the, bummed we didn't end up doing that i know i know i need i need to i'm gonna test it like asap i'm gonna crank it out and see if I can chase one but what it is for people listening is and this is I don't even know what the brand is it doesn't matter it's no sponsored post but it's it's a it replaces your stabilizer and there's a trigger on the grip of your handle that you can just you can turn on it turns onto a light so imagine your stabilizer has a light on the end of it you can choose a green or red bulb um, so they're not as spooked when they when you turn it on and uh, the way the Bowtech described it is you just kind of like lightly touch your trigger finger to kind of like get the hogs um, accustomed to it. And if they're not spooked, turn it on all the way. You're going to have to put a little light on your sight to illuminate your pins more. And there you go. You've got a nighttime setup and you can chase hogs all night long. So never done it. I've only done I've only done red and green lights um, like over baited areas to where you can you just you just wait for them to come in pretty much and do what you can but to chase them with a bow is it's different and a lot of people think like when they see my nighttime pictures of with hogs they assume that I got it with my bow in the dark and that is incorrect I've never shot one with my bow in pitch black like that so we'll see I'll have to send y'all pictures when it happens new hunt toys to hunt toys to try out yes that's always a lot of fun yeah um but yeah, so we uh, we definitely got into ho- some hogs this week uh, in a few different ways. Probably experienced just about every. You know, we we tried a lot of different types of hunting, and probably, I mean, experienced just about everything that could happen one way or the other throughout the week. And um, I keep wanting to say weekend because it it feels right. like it went by so quick all right. of a sudden. Um, but. Uh, you know, that first day we went out and uh, I flew in, you know, we had a nice dinner and uh, um, next morning we went out and we we sat a blind and I the mean, honey hole. <laughs> that, that was a 
they that came was a nice in one. like clockwork. It never happened like that again. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was at a feeder, and they came in probably about uh, half an hour. Well, or they so came in before. before the feeder. Yeah, so they came in before, but I mean, dang near every kernel of corn was gone by then already. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking they're not going to hang around, and. I don't remember. You know what? It's gone. It's. It seems like forever ago, but it doesn't. I don't know how to. Sc- did they? So, I can't remember if you did. You take the shot and they spooked, or they yeah. Spooked so before? they they came in. Um, I remember they came in, and I just you know I was just I was hearts pounding and he was amped, y'all. He was shaking like a leaf. It was so funny. I was. I had so much adrenaline going. He could I not control just, it. <laughs> oh man, it was insane. So that's how it should be, though. Yeah. So I got well, you know, and then. Drawing, you know, people talk about it, but, you know, you always want to practice your shooting eventually. You know, you want to get as good as you can in the best conditions, but then, you know, practice your shooting as best you can from the position you're going to be shooting in. So if you know you're going to be hunting from a blind, you better get used to practicing shooting, drawing and shooting from a sitting yes, position. Yes, and I should have drilled knees. that into you, and I didn't. I didn't. I forgot. Like, but you did great. Like yeah, you, well, like and that there wasn't time, an though, issue. There was. It was definitely. Uh, you struggled a little bit. Did not help at all. You know. Sure. You may think like, oh, you know, people lift cars on adrenaline. Well, drawing a bow back in a blind when you are like so amped, it's like you just took two scoops of Yeti. Um, <laughs> so it it works for or it it can do both. It can do both. I've experienced both. I would say 80 to 90% of my hunts, I feel like a Hulk. Like, I'm like, why am I not drawing 10 pounds more than this? (laughs) But uh, then I've also had a bobcat in front of me, and I couldn't, like, cleaning itself at 15 yards. I could have shot it all day. Couldn't draw my bow back. I mean, I tried and tried and tried. I was like, you know what? I guess this is just the message I'm supposed to sit here and enjoy enjoy the show, (laughs) and I did. And so it does work. It's, It's not one way or the other. I don't know what it is in those moments that, you know, yeah. which way it goes, but for sure. It, it was adrenaline. definitely, though, I remember pulling that back, and I was like, oh, this isn't so bad, and I got to maybe that last, like, four to six inches yeah, yeah, drawing yeah. that bow back, and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not totally convinced I'm going to make this, and I I remember it was, like, sheer force of will that I got that that last bit of the yeah. bow back and hit, and hit that back wall, and... um I think that first one was a 40-yard shot. and Which is a long shot for your first animal. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I guess Midwest hunters are going to have a different opinion about that. But when you come to Texas, 20, 25, 30 yards is, like, it's yeah. normal. I mean, you, if you want to take longer shots, you can on a spot and stock. Yeah, we can get within 60 yards and you can sh- shoot one. But it's just, it's not necessary. You know what I mean? I guess that's the point. It's like, yeah. it's not necessary to do that so uh but they just weren't giving you another chance where the blind was placed they would they would get closer but they were behind they would go behind that that big old tree there's a big old bush um and then so yeah yeah so they camp out at that 40 yards too they they'd every anywhere closer they were moving around milling about but there was that one spot at 40 yards where They'd sit and they'd stop, and there must have been there must have been some corn left there because they'd stop and they'd feed for a minute. And I was like, you know, I've been practicing out to sixty. I felt comfortable out there, and uh, you know, obviously, I'd never shot at an animal before, but so who knows what's going to happen? But you know, I'm hitting softball sizes at forty, easy. Yeah. And uh, so you know, I I took the shot, and I I remember uh, I don't think you were ready for me to take the shot either. 
Because I remember oh, seeing, I jumped. I remember seeing <laughs> I you jump out that. of the corner of my eye. Uh, and it kind of made me laugh. But saw that arrow fly, and it startled the pigs, but I definitely did not hit one. Um, I think I may have just grounded it out. Yeah. Because there was a lot of grass there, too. So the grass, the grass was super tall. I did not realize how much how much I had grown. The other thing is some of so some of our setups you don't have a direct shot at the feeder. Like I mean some people only set up their shots directly at the feeder, but we had a huge cedar tree blocking the feeder. So it was kind of I mean that feeder shoots corn way off of it. You don't have to get right up underneath. Like in other words, the animals don't have to get right underneath it. It's going to be I would say a radius of 10 yards it's throwing maybe even 15 so they do and they don't want to go right up on top of it and so I think you'd had a lot more opportunity had that cedar tree not been between the feeder and our blind but it's it's just like that's just another way to hunt them you know where like take the shot where they do happen to move out and that you know that outside of it and you're not going to get it's not going to be as I don't want to say easy, but they're going to stay closer to where the the corn is um, focused, and so you might get a few kernels out there. And but it was just weird how they didn't want to come. I swear, like animals just have this. Well, They've they do. They know. Sense. They yeah. just know. It's they just know not. because forty yards. I mean, you should have had a twenty yard shot all day at that feeder, and they just there's just something about it that yeah. they didn't like. And and then the grass was tall. It it wasn't. It wasn't ideal, so. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the most ideal shot. It was something I thought I could make, and. But it's so cool that that's your first yeah. morning, and that's literally, I think that's the most we ever saw. Oh, definitely. Like, at, they were it, everywhere. In any of the mornings, that was definitely the most we saw, and yeah. I, uh. Um, you got spoiled. Yeah, I definitely got spoiled that <laughs> first day, and, uh, yeah, and then the feeder went off, and they came back in, but then they never, never gave us, I mean, they came back into that 40 yards, but. Yeah. But that was the closest they, even with the corn there, that was pretty much the closest they got unless they were behind that cedar. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, before we go on, I'll tell you, if as a new bow hunter, I mean, you want to talk about the perfect way to start. Like, I mean. I'll always say that to anybody. They may, oh, I don't want to hunt over a Hogs Peter. in general, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, just to. You know, I mean, people, we talked about it a little bit. People have their opinions, you know, one way or the other about feeders. But, and, and, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, probably not going to hunt a, a, a deer or a, an elk, you know, any, any other animal right. over a feeder. Um, In most places, it's not legal anyway. Yeah. It's just Texas. But <laughs> hogs, I honestly, yeah, I'm not going to take an unethical shot at a hog. I, I don't want a hog to suffer. I don't want any of this stuff. But, you know, they need to they need to be taken care of. They need to be thinned out, yeah. They need to be thinned out. Um But what's so cool about the whole situation too is that you're you I mean, everybody knows there's a lot that goes into bow hunting. You're having so much to think about, especially as a first timer. And it's just one it's nice that you can range the feeder and maybe a couple things around it. So you've got your range under control. It's like it eliminates some of those mm-hmm. things that make you on edge and like and rushed. Very and, rushed, yeah. It's not as much instinct as, you know, like your spot and stock hunts where you're able to, you know, close the gap. And it's taking a... Sh- when you draw back, I don't care what anybody says, when you draw back for the first time on a live animal and you, all you've ever done is target, 
or practice on foam, it takes over you. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. like, you physically, were sh- it was showing on you. I mean, you were just shaking like a leaf. And it's just nice to only have to focus on making a making a clean shot. You don't mm-hmm. need to range again. Um, you don't need to be worried about them looking up and seeing you. You're in a blind that's covering you, brushed in really, really well. Uh, there's just there's just a lot of factors, and so you, and you really don't have if they come in, then the wind's not an issue either. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you take that out of the equation. So it's just, I think it's a great way to yeah. start, and I will I will take that to my grave. I just I I'll always I wish everybody could hunt hogs. Uh, for the first time to just release an arrow on on them before you go to anything else and actually i didn't start hog hunting with a bow so it's funny that i'm even saying that but uh i i am a huge advocate for that like oh yeah you can do it it was hog hunting in general i think is an amazing way to start but then in the blind at a feeder like you said it just eliminates so much that that's going to give you grief or cause you to rush, mm-hmm. cause you to lose focus later. Um, and it's, you know, you can, you can have a little chatter back and forth um, with, you know, if you're sitting with someone, there's just, it, it makes things a lot more comfortable. And it's great for kids too, because yeah. I mean, anybody knows. So when you, when you think about the bigger picture with hunting, it's, you're wanting to get more people involved as possible. Well, where does that start? Well, hopefully it starts with kids. I mean, it doesn't always happen that way, but their attention span is not like most adults. Well, heck, I've even hunted with adults that cannot sit sit still and stay without something in front of them. They just can't. They can't do that. I get like but, that now and again. I'll yeah, they fidget. They get, you know, it takes a different kind of patience. But when you have a kid that's getting into it, if they don't have something to keep it fun for them, um, to bring animals in so they can at least see them, it's it's just hard to make them want to keep doing it. So it's also great in that way. Beginners, kids, I mean, I'm saying this and I still hunt that way. I hunt a little mm-hmm. bit of every way, but, um, I, I well, mean, you know, people always talk about duck hunting because it's such a, like a social thing and yeah, you know, everyone, camaraderie, yeah. this is almost, it's not quite to that extent, but this felt a lot like that in mm-hmm. that, like, you know, we'd say, obviously, you know, we're not like, you know, yeah, talking, like, talking really loud or anything, but you know, we're sitting and whispering and like, you know, if you you really want to, you can, and you got some service, you can pull out your phone and yeah. check an email or something while you're waiting. Yeah. Um, obviously, you don't want to do that when it's pitch black out and you got a big old light shining in the blind. But, right, right. Um, you know, if it's a little bit slower and you're waiting for that feeder to go off, yeah, you, you've got time to do stuff and and talk and we had some great conversations in the blind and yeah. I almost kind of wish we had headsets on for some of I those. Know, and I know. A lot of moments like that this week. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, whatever you, whatever you think about feeder hunting, I, I, I really don't care at this point because it is a great way to get people started, especially with bow hunting. Um, there's so many things that can go wrong. General. So, yeah. uh, with, with bow hunting. So it's a great way to eliminate those. But like I, I was, the last, the last thought I want to say, the last thing I want to say about that is, um, like any, like any situation, if you want to have an opinion about it, at least experience it before you push that onto somebody. Mm-hmm. So for anybody listening, if you haven't done it and you're someone that puts it down and has a very strong opinion, I hope that you are someone that has experienced it and, um, I hope you won't push anybody else away from doing it that way if it means yeah. it's their first and maybe their only opportunity you know 
somebody says, hey, come hunt with me, this is how I do it, you know, let them make that decision. Don't tell them it's wrong. Um, anyway, that's uh, all I want to say about it. I've, I've noticed most of the people that are that talk crap about anything in general are people that haven't done it and and yeah won't even won't even try it and not not even from a perspective that they think it's unethical or anything like that they're just i don't know i don't know either but my thing is if if you try it once and you hate it you don't ever have to do it again period and if you're and honestly if you're gonna put some down yeah you may hate it but it may be good. You may you have to look at it from a perspective of not everyone is you. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay, you may be the biggest, baddest backcountry hunter, you know, campaigns, whoever, you know, <laughs> hauling a whole elk out on your back, you know, on your back hole kind of a thing. Yeah, you may not want to sit in a blind. That may not be your thing, but it's you definitely know, not Cam Haynes' thing. I've talked to him about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's it's like, look at it from the perspective of the person that you're encouraging to get into hunting, not necessarily from your, your perspective. Yeah, yeah what's if, appropriate for them? What would keep them coming back? If somebody else is looking for that backcountry experience and that's what they want, yeah, then probably don't recommend sitting on a feeder in a blind to them. Yeah. But, you know, someone's like, hey, I just, I'm just not sure about this you know i kind of want to figure it out and and get into it and i don't really have any experience which is a lot of my audience yes this is an awesome way to do it but well we'll see another thing i tell people when they ask me well how do i how do i get into hunting and how do i get started i'm like put your weapon up and go sit in a blind or go Mm -hmm. sit in a tree stand and you just watch the animals it gives you a way to even just watch their behavior and how they interact with each other, interact with its surroundings. And, and uh, I mean, you don't have to be pulling back on them to go and just sit in there and, mm-hmm. and watch and learn, you know, what they're like. So when you also, I mean, that teaches you how much movement you can get away with, how yeah. quiet you have to be, how to play the wind, yeah, all of that stuff yeah. that, you know, is all a lot harder to figure out when you have a weapon in hand, but yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But yeah, so uh, drew back on that that pig, whiffed the shot pretty hard. <laughs> and I just, I remember sitting there and I had my chest rig on. And so, you know, I'm kind of, it was, it was pretty chilly, so I'm kind of curled up a little bit, bent over, and that chest rig's sitting on my legs. And all I can hear is this, because I cannot stop my legs they are just like i mean i swear i was about to vibrate myself out of that blind (laughs) Um, i was shaking so dang hard uh i mean it's unless you've experienced it's it's just a funny thing but it's unless you've experienced it just having that much adrenaline like running through you yeah that you physically cannot like stop yourself from from shaking like it's just 
it's like being amped on pre-workout. And this almost. is before you had the lighted knocks too, so I didn't yeah. even see your shot. Like I knew you didn't hit. I could I I could tell by the sound that it, it didn't hit, but yeah. I couldn't see him. So I was so excited when we went to town and got you lighted knocks, and I could actually you know see your arrow flying. I'm spoiled mm-hmm. by that. So, and we never found your arrow. Dang nope. it. No. Nope. Oh well, I think it's late. I think it's in all that cactus. So a, we'll just let it stay there. Yeah. There's a there's a couple of arrows on on the property that uh, that have my numbers on them, but uh, <laughs> we won't talk about that too much. Well, yeah, no. Uh, and then that night, uh, Braxton took me out for a little spot and stock out of the dry lake, and um, we went and sat down and started doing some glassing and. About five minutes in, I mean, we sat down and yeah, y'all had a jam-packed session. Oh I yeah, mean. that first day was spoiled the hell out of me. I mean, yeah, five minutes in, we sat down and or we sat down about after about five minutes in. Um, I mean, three or four come come walking out and uh, they they like they came in so fast. Like we we heard the brush crackling. I barely had time to even grab my bow and get an arrow knocked, let alone like draw back mm-hmm. before they were up and out and across and uh across the lake bed and so got to you know got to put on put on my first stock and you know got all the way across across the lake bed they got into some brush across the way and we got downwind of them and got around and they were coming through and oh man walks in right at uh right at 25 yards big old sow like this thing was a, a monster and i <laughs> Was and she I at just, thirty? Or, is that the one that was at thirty yards? Um, I think she was right at twenty-five. She walked okay. in. It was that first day, and uh, he's like, "Okay, come on, you know, come around right over here." He's whisper, we're whispering, and I get I get in position, and everything's good. You know, he's like, "Okay, she's gonna come in right at twenty-five yards, range the only spot where she could walk through," and I'm I'm bringing up, you know, I got my wrist released and uh, bringing it up to get it on my uh, You're get it on my D loop, yeah. And she walks uh, right as she walks in. She puts her head down to start feeding. Like it's like the perfect window. It's it's about as ideal of a shot you can get. And <laughs> my wrist really s- uh, slips, and I can't remember if it like if it hit just uh, one of the, the string holder or whatever, the, one of my arrows or what it was. But it was just this little click right against it, and her head pops up. She stares right at us, and both of us are just. I mean, she neither of us grunting. moved. Did she grunt? Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She grunted and took off. And, and, took off and oh, it was just that slight little click. Makes me want to rubber coat my wrist release, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, but, you know, I learned, I definitely learned my lesson with that one. And whole rest of the week, man, I kept a grip on that wrist release. Anytime I would move, that thing was never hanging loose. And, you know, it's lessons learned. And, that's the only way you're going to learn. Yeah. Uh, in a way, I'm kind of grateful that all these things happen because uh, when everything goes perfect, you're just like, oh, like, this is great. Like, this is this is easy. And then the first thing that happens, you're not prepared for that failure. And you just like, it's like a rock bottom. It's so, it's so great. And I think, I think somebody else even commented on a couple of your posts and, and mentioned that it, it's so valuable early on in your hunting career for you to experience these things yeah um and just adapt to them like it's going to make you so much better than 
for someone that it when it when it happens perfectly and and truthfully I say that because that's how it was for me like Braxton's like this doesn't ever happen like I was just on this hot streak when I first started and then all these failures started happening and I kind of wish it was the other way around you know because you're just not prepared for when it starts failing so the expectations get set and the bars heck yeah you're telling me man (laughs) especially for someone that's hard on themselves I mean I and I I really did I, I admired how quickly you were able to like snap back and grab you know pick pick up and keep going through all these lessons that you were learning I mean like literally back to back to back and it's just you're <laughs> it's it's gonna make you better even though it sucked <laughs> so many times that the you know these things there's, happen there's definitely some rough times I mean what day two we just about I got skunked the whole day um for the morning we didn't see a single because that was the day the blind blew away. We we showed up yes. in the morning and the, the blind, blind was, was probably laid over. We had some, 30, 40 yards from where it should have been. Yeah, we had some really strong winds earlier, um, like 30 to 40 mile per hour winds. And I knew exactly where that blind was. I helped Braxton set that. I helped him set up probably about half the ones that, that were out that we hunted. And, and I mean, it's a stout stand. Like, I cannot believe that it did. <laughs> but we had some pretty strong winds, and I told them I want to stay out of there. Like, we knew the feeders were good. We knew the hogs were coming in there. Like, let's just stay out of there. I know where to go. And then, sure enough, blinds laid over. And so, but that night, isn't that, isn't that night when we got to we got twenty to twenty five yards within two pit with for two pigs? Yeah, that yeah? was. So we that didn't get skunked because we. Yeah, it was. It was. That was such. A, that was a fun night, and that I found my first shed. I was so fun. excited. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was awesome. Yeah, we got out there, and uh, I mean, we th- we were we, I, we were both pretty bummed out. We were just sitting there, and we're like, well, it was pretty much we were about to walk back, I think, and you you caught a little bit of motion. I oh, mean, it tiny! Was it was so dark. Right and at I was the end like, of gray that light, black maybe. dot is moving. Like that's a hog. Like, and I remember I, we were debating back and forth for a while about it. Yeah. You're, you're like, I don't know. And then you're like, no, it's definitely, you're, you're like, no, it's definitely moving. So. And yeah. We, and you didn't have your contacts in. That's, that's what, what it was. That's yeah. what it was. So, you, so not, because I was like, hey, is it moving? Am I crazy? And uh, I, you had forgot to put your contacts in. But I was like, well, it didn't matter if you didn't get a shot. Like, so many times it's just good to put a stock on an animal and learn from that like yeah you don't have to draw back you don't even have, to have to have a weapon see how close you can get to them by playing the wind and using your surroundings the different elevations and the terrain use that utilize it to your you know to your benefit and then and see how see how you do if you have a weapon that's just the cherry on top and i so mean we were we got we closed we it several good. hundred yards away like, yeah yeah i mean yeah. And, and it was a sprint. Hauled over there. <laughs> it was a sprint. Sometimes you have that was to. So much fun. And when it gets to that kind of light, I mean, you can really book it. And if the wind's pretty good and and dark enough, you can even make a little bit more noise because they they mm. can't see. They're hearing it great. It's their smell. You just yeah. have to get past their scent. Yeah, Our we got in. Smell. We got in twenty five, twenty five on them about, and then. There was the second one came in. We didn't see that second one right away and pushed that first one right at us. I remember we we're both looking like that. It's literally was... coming up the same trail, like fa- like in my face as I'm crawling on the ground. I'm like, this <laughs> this is gonna literally kiss me on the face. Like, get your bow ready. But no, she she took off. Yeah, she, she ended caught up on. swerving. But yeah, that was a fun night. And then walking back, I mean. It couldn't have been more perfect finding that finding that shed on the way back. Like we just happened at <laughs> the so right you're, moment. You're the only one that saw my reaction when I found that shed. I got a little <laughs> amped up, y'all. Not I've found sheds before, but not on this property. And I've been 
out walking miles and miles trying to find my very first one since we moved out there. Braxton's found a handful because he's out, you know, on the property all the time, and he covers so much ground, and I just don't spend as much time. But, when you know, you go out with an effort to find one, and I've come up short every time. So I was pumped that I almost stepped on that one walking back <laughs> with a spotlight. Like, what are the chances? It was awesome. There may have been some unladylike cheering. Yeah. <laughs> may or may not have chunked the shed across the field and said some heck yeahs and a... <laughs> I saw you spiking that thing. I'm like, I'm going to watch this because I just had this bad feel. I just swear it didn't, but I had this bad feeling. It was going to like take a weird bounce and like fly off and we were just never going to find it again. <laughs> She's going to be so bummed highest, out. Highest of highs and lowest of lows. That's, oh, man. I can't expect anything else with bow hunting, though. My goodness. Well, let's see. And then day three, we went, uh, went out. We uh, I don't remember. We saw the ones at a distance. They, those were the ones that just disappeared. We we went out in the morning. Um, that was was that Mountain View. Mountain View is the one that where the blind rolled over. Okay, then cliffhanger. It was cliffhanger. Yeah. So all the blinds have clever names. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't figured that out by now, but yeah, we went to Cliffhanger. We went in and we had that that group of four or five come in. Wait, Cliffhanger's where you shot that one. Cliffhanger's where you shot your first hog. Is it? Yeah. You're you're jumping ahead. You're ruining the story here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no. Um, Worst storyteller ever. I'm trying to think because we went to Mountain View. We Hog went, Bottom. We went to. That was the South Wind. It was we Hog went to Bottom. Spaceship. Huh, what? Hog Bottom. That was the one. Yes, Hog Bottom. So, oh my gosh, y'all, this this blind, like you just roll up to it, check your cameras, and it just reeks of hogs. Well, it did. It did when we checked them. I couldn't really smell them when we went in there, but. They're in there nonstop. All the ground around it is just rutted up. I mean, it's it's a honey hole for hogs, and it's so obvious. And I mean, I'll let you tell it. Those yeah, four well, that I mean, came in. We were sitting there, and those it was a four or five that came in. Hundred uh, yards away. Sounds and piglets, I think, and uh, they were probably a hundred yards away. And the wind was perfect. I mean, wind was literally perfect. I have no idea what spooked them. And yeah, they just they came in and they started milling about and. Boom, we're gone. Well, you know, Braxton describes it perfectly, too. He's like, he's like, you know, we're sitting in our living room at the house, and he's like, you know, if somebody's in this house, if something comes in our door, you may not see it, but you feel like you know something's not right because it's, it's your home. This is where you live. This is, this is what you experience every day. He's like, it's no different for animals when you're going into that area. He's like, yeah, the wind's perfect. You know, nothing's changed. But they know something's not right. And yeah. he said they, there's just something about it. And he's like, it's inexplainable, but that's why they're, you know, it's even so much more fun. Because, you know, it's not some cakewalk either. So uh, I I just have to think about that. Like, even when the wind is perfect. And we walked a long way, too. We were being extra careful that morning. We got in early. I mean, whatever. Just didn't mm. work out. But we didn't get skunked. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get skunked, and yeah, I mean that just happens sometimes. You know, you don't you don't always have the option. Animals are animals; they're going to do what they do. But and those are pretty good sized ones too. So they don't get that. Like I guess with any species, they always say they don't get that big f- from being dumb. Yeah. And this time was no di- no different. Yeah, I can't I can't remember all what happened that night. That may have been the that may have been the night that you know what. That was the that was the night I was having some trouble. Um, yes, 
your bow. Your, yeah. Your bow I, was shooting lo- low and left. It was well. So I went in and um, I, I was I was taking some practice shots and and I remember I was I was trying some different stuff and the bow was just shooting low and left. It was acting weird and it messed was, with you mentally. That's what it was. I was getting frustrated. And it messed with me. It was just it was screwing with me and. You know how it is when you get frustrated. You're you're already shooting bad. You need to just stop. Yeah. And instead, I just kept shooting and getting more frustrated. And I, I ended up just chunking an arrow straight into a rock, <laughs> shattered the thing, destroyed a you know a brand new broadhead, and and it just it. Then I got so far into my head, I finally had to say, I'm like, you know, I'm just I need to I need to sit tonight out. And, and just, I respect that. Like yeah. in my so, and I even told Braxton, I was like. I I said I I couldn't go out if my bow was like that. Like there's no way because it was like it was prime time. We needed to be leaving, and it just wasn't right. Yeah. And and, uh, and and but I was definitely not going to influence you one way or the other. But when you said that, I was thinking, good for you. You know, out of respect for the animal and just even you. Like I wouldn't want you to make a bad shot and just start questioning everything. Like you, if you don't yeah. go into it confident. You're already behind. Like you're, you've already lost. And that's so. the thing, you know. Once again, we're saying, okay, yeah, they may just be pigs. We want to get rid of them, but I still don't want to make an ethical shot. Or I still, I still want to make an yes. ethical shot. Yes. And I, I still want to make absolutely sure that the animal is not suffering right. as much as possible. And so, you know, if I'm not gonna, if I'm not gonna be able to do that, and you know, my mind wasn't gonna be where it should be anyway. So the likelihood of me actually getting to a spot where I could take a shot wasn't very high. Right. But so, since I wasn't going to be hunting, um, I, I went know, out. Somebody, somebody's got to get well, those pigs. Well, well, when Braxton walked up, he said, "All right, get your stuff, Sam." And you're like, "I think I'm going to stay in." And, Bra- and Braxton's like, "Well, get well, your stuff, Jess. Jess, get your stuff. <laughs> we're going." I was like, "Okay." And at this point, I'm sitting here thinking we're all just going to stay in, you know? Yeah. I did tell him over by the other lodge. I said, "I think I might just go around, like, just go glass and you know, see if I can see anything," but. And then I was like, well, it's getting so late. Not going to happen. So when he said that, and when you were like, I don't care. Because I, I didn't want it to be well, where I... you kind of looked at me like... Mm. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I certainly don't want to have a guest in my house. It's, you know, you were the focus all week. It was 100% about you. And feel like I'm just pushing you aside to go. Because like, we only had the intent of taking you out that night. And just because you weren't going didn't mean we were going to go. Like, that was not the yeah. plan at all. But... No, and you were like, heck yeah, I don't care. I said, you know, the likelihood of this even being successful is very slim at that point because we needed to be leaving, you know, earlier. But I just had a feeling, though. I knew you, the, the second I, you guys left, it I was, was standing there. I'm like, they're going to get some tonight. I have a feeling. <sighs> that hunt was that hunt was so fast, and I don't even know how to explain it. That It was just... It was crazy. I we we had to literally sprint across that field and crawl and he was in his snake boots and a black sweatshirt. And I'm like snake boots I guess is smart this time of year. I mean, I I try to wear them as much as possible, but when you're cr- trying to crawl through the fields, snake boots up to your knees is not exactly ideal. Yeah. He's wearing a black sweatshirt. I'm like great camo. Like this is totally <laughs> not going to happen, you know. <laughs> and then he was like, no, I'm going to pull my hood over my head. And so that way when we're crawling and I'm on all fours, I look like a pig. I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's pretty, that's like 
I guess that kind of makes like, sense. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm over here like, oh, okay. I'm always learning more from him, you know, and so many weird things work with hunting. It's just a matter of like just trying yeah. something new. And he's like, no, I think it'll work. And uh, anyway, long story short, I was able to close the gap. I actually, I, he stayed behind. I crawled in as, like as quickly as I could because I was like, my pins were going, getting light. And uh, I got to her. I sat up to draw she pops her head up and then she doesn't know what I am because at this point it's so dark like I was saying that her eyesight's not that good so she kind of like trots towards me and just like bam slams on the brakes starts grunting and at this point I'm already at full draw like I'm gonna take a headshot right now because I I would never recommend that for anybody but I've hunted them for long enough I was like and I'm close enough at this point I'd ranged her at 40 she trotted into probably 35 and I was just gonna headshot her well I let one fly and she she uh, swayed right, spun my arrow, totally missed her. So as she's circling back around, she sees my lighted knock, spooks, runs really quick to the right. Uh, I draw again, trying to get my, my pen on her. She disappears behind the cedar tree. I let down, and it seemed like within three seconds she stepped out again, still broadside. I didn't have time to range her, but I knew I could tell from like where she had gone from left to right. I said, it's probably still a 40 yard shot. And I just instinct, literally my instinct took, took over, flung it. That's my longest shot to date too. So that was, that was a huge moment for me of just letting my, letting my instinct take, you know, take control. Cause I'm, I'm like a, no, I need to know the exact, exact yardage da, 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 da. and it doesn't always work well that way. Truthfully. I mean, mm-hmm. you just learn to adapt to it. Same thing happened with my elk years ago. With I didn't have time to range them, and I just had to roll with it. And I just sometimes it works out better that way. I wouldn't recommend it for like newbies necessarily, but you once you do it enough, you start to you start to visually see. Okay, I'm ranging. It might say thirty, but it's picking up something closer, and you're unsure. I'm like, okay, just put the rangefinder down and look at it. What does that look like? You shoot your bow enough, and sometimes that's the better way to do it. So yeah, I'm always infatuated with people that can say like oh 75 yards i'm like what like i could never <laughs> you know 40 yards in i can give you yeah. a pretty good estimate but the more you do it though like i i just noticed even on this trip after a few after a few times i was just getting encounters closer with i would i would look at some i'd be like oh that's 30 and it, you know it might be 25 or whatever but sure. I, I i'd notice the the distance between my my Your estimations pens. and the uh and the range range finders would be a lot closer than, um, you know, than they used to be. I would yeah. look at some, I'd be like, that's 50 yards away and it's 20. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I think, I think the, the, the issue that I have too, with, with the excessive ranging, like right before I take the shot is because I don't shoot so much weight where like, there's a, there's a decent gap in between my 20 and 30 pins. <laughs> you know what I mean? For some people it's like, right on top of each other because their bow's that fast or whatever, you know. Yeah. Their whole setup is just that way. But I have a gap. I mean, that's what happened on the pig I missed before you came. You know, I shot one and I just used the wrong pin. And a lot of people can put both pins on them and hit. And I I don't have that option. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, it was, that was crazy. That was a very unexpected, successful hunt. 
and it was fun getting to track it with you. Like, I'm, oh, yeah. it worked out great. Well, yeah, I was sitting, I was sitting back at the place. I had, uh, I just finished up a big old bowl of soup, and I had a nice glass of whiskey sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got, a, got a call and threw on, uh, threw on my jacket and came running out, and we grabbed the lights. And no, that was a blast. Three of us uh, were out there looking for blood. There was a good amount of blood. She didn't, she didn't go far at all. Yeah, I don't even. I, I don't know. What did Braxton say? I, can't, I It was so. It was literally pitch black, so I couldn't even guess. I mean, forty yards. 50 it was yards? definitely. It was definitely under under eighty. I mean, so yeah. It was pretty. I, I would have guessed. I would have guessed maybe fifty, sixty yards okay. at most. Well, anyway, that was fun. And and anyway, <laughs> back to you. Back to the hunter. This isn't about me. The <laughs> yeah, next it's about day, whatever we want it to be. About. The next day would be day four. Something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, about right. Yeah, day four. Um, I felt good. I felt good that you f- morning. You felt good and you I just took needed, a shot. Yeah, I just needed to refocus. We got into the blind. Everything felt good about that morning. It was. A, I like that setup. That was cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. That was a, it was a good blind. I, I think you gave me a choice between two blinds and I picked that one. Cliffhanger because, and cactus. Yeah, I like Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone, so I chose cliffhanger. <laughs> um and uh, it's it's really these scientific decisions that uh, <laughs> make you a successful hunter. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's just that we got to the blind. Like the morning felt good. I was confident. I just I needed that night to refocus. And you know, you you having that success, I think, kind of kind of reinvigorated all of us a bit. And um, the blind was like the setup was perfect. It just looked good. It smelled. There's so much cedar smell around there that I, you know, you'd know it was masking the scent. Like everything felt solid about that morning. And um, we were sitting there, and you know, it was starting to starting to not look that great. We were starting to wonder if uh, anything. We saw was, a few, a couple does and yearlings. Yeah, that's right. The the two does and a yearling came in. Yeah. Um, which is to some extent, I think, is always kind of nice because it reminds. It's like okay, the wind is. The wind is good. Oh, yeah, because I, I can tell you how many times I've been busted by a doe, like ruined my hunt. I mean, just sit there and blow and blow and blow. And I was like, man, if she's here, I, that's a really good sign. So, yeah, yeah so she I felt confident. Feeder went off. Nothing really happened. And I think we were kind of getting, we were kind of lax. We were just like yeah. talking and we were, I think like, we were, right. may have both. I think I was making an Instagram post at the time. We were, we were kind of at the point where we're like, okay, another like 15 minutes yeah. and, and we're out. I was I was writing uh writing up an Instagram post and uh I look up and I'm like something's moving. I'm like, Oh, it's a deer. Because it's where up behind the feeder it, it goes it's all uphill. In the shade, and it's in sha- and uh, it's, shadows, yeah. It's a lot of shadows and so it looked like it was something really tall coming through because mm-hmm. I I didn't realize how uphill it was and it was just a, this tall shadow coming through. I'm like, Oh deer And then I'm like, No, pig. It was more like pig? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, pick, 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 pick. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm like, y'all, I think, I think before I could even get, like, really look at it, he was already at full draw. Like, you were ready. Your instinct took over big time. Like, I could totally it, tell. The, and the part that I, all of the experiences from the, the prior days really, I, I was amazed because I was expecting to be amped again. But I was telling myself, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I want to remember every instant of this. I want because it's hard, you know, I mean, I think anybody that's ever drawn back or, or you know, let an arrow fly at an animal it understands so the experience. 
they don't remember any of it. Oh, yeah. They you, remember <laughs> starting the draw and then so, at some point after yeah. they release. Like, nothing in between other than maybe a color of a pen or something. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I need to do this slow and controlled enough that I remember every single bit of this. And I remember the hog came in and was feeding, so I drew back. And, uh, I mean, we had we'd ranged the feeder, we had ranged the trees behind it. And so I, I got it at... Uh, I think it was a 25 again. 25 yard, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It was right at 25. And I just remember how calm I was and thinking about it and got the pins lined up right on the spot. And I pulled that trigger so slow. I remember I remember every, you know, eighth of an inch that I pulled that, tri- that trigger on the release back. And it flew, and I remember the sound of it nailing and that. And I saw this one. You, saw, you had your lighted knocks yeah, on it, too. Yeah, we'd gotten so the lighted knocks at that looked, point. It looked good. I mean, I thought, done deal. And, uh, man, it sounded like an axe hit in a tree. Mm-hmm. That that sound, it, like, I can still hear it in my head. And, yeah. Uh, um, you know, it ran off, and, and there was definitely some some unladylike language from me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, felt like a great shot. And, um, you know, we let it sit, let him sit for a while. He We saw him walk off, and then there was a little clear spot in the trees, I remember he walked over Stuttered. there, and, and we saw him stutter step quite a bit. And I, I honestly thought for a minute he was going to fall right then. Me and there. too. I did too. And uh, he kind of wandered off, and so we let him sit for a minute, not sure where he was, just to make sure we didn't push him. We got up, we went look for the arrow, and uh, it was a full pass through, but uh, the arrow was not as red as we would have liked to see. Um, it looked like it exited further back, and so. Yeah. We checked the we it checked smelled the video. It. I could just tell oh, by yeah. smell too. Like there's a little bit of everything, and I thought, well, you know, I've had shots perfectly broadside, enter in the pump house, and somehow the arrow goes like tweaks and goes out further back. I mean, it just happened. So I really mm-hmm. didn't think that much of it. But I, you know, yeah, we made the decision. Let's pull out. Let's go have some lunch and give him some time. And I just I wasn't really that worried about it. Truthfully, yeah. I'm. I really wasn't. Well, yeah. I mean, and we watched the video. You know, I had the had the GoPro going. We pulled it up on the laptop and, you know, went frame by frame, watched where that arrow hit. I mean, it was, may have been, you know, look, maybe a few inches high. But it, I mean, it looked like it was right in the, right in the vitals. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's debatable. Like, I know we've been going back, we've gone back and forth about it. I think he, I mean, and. If he was, it was minuscule amount quartering towards me. Because even I mean, toward, even at, at, in my angle, and I was left of you, like it, it should have mm-hmm. been a, t- a harsher <clears throat> angle for me, and it 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 really wasn't. Like yeah. I was thinking, that's a beautiful broadside shot. Like I just, he just wasn't turning. Yeah, and so, I'm, I'm focusing on that because a lot of people will give you hell for any even like a tweak of a, you know, slightly quartering towards you. And I'm talking about it was so slight that. I don't even know that I would even be saying it was quartering yeah. towards you. I mean, he may have been it, broadside and just turned his head towards correct. this kind of a thing. Like, yeah. that, that minuscule. But, um, you know, best best we could guess was that maybe it went in a little high, a little bit at an angle, and then came out through the guts. Um, but, you know, like, we felt good about it, um, especially with that stutter step. Thought he was just going to drop like a rock. Mm-hmm. So, went and grabbed some lunch, 
grabbed uh, grabbed June, the dog, and uh, went back to see if we could track her and or track him, I guess. And Nothing. not a drop of blood. Yeah, it was. I mean, well, we ended up finding a, t- a couple. Do- like yeah, when we first started looking, I mean, we I think we all both honestly expected to see him just out in the field, right yeah. behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a I little did. bit of an opening right behind the tree line. I don't know. I, that's a, an unexplainable. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah, and we went. I mean, we. I went really down thought on June was going to put us on her on on the hog too. I really thought. Well, even with lack of blood or anything, I just thought you can't. I don't know. You can't have expectations, I guess. But I, I just, I just, I wasn't even worried about it. I thought she's going to take us to it because it's going to be close enough, regardless if there's blood or not. And. It's just one I mean, of those things. It's awful. We found those but. one or two drops and got a general direction. Um, I mean, very general because it was. I mean, it was probably fifteen, twenty yards from where, where we saw him, mm-hmm. where where he, I hit him, and, I mean we, I mean, and we found out we we spent a good portion of the afternoon searching and um, had the dog out and we, I mean we spent a good portion of time searching for blood couldn't find any and then so we just fanned out and and hiked all over there mm-hmm. i mean ev- any possible direction that pig could have gone um yeah. we we hiked and just i was checking it on onyx too like i was mm-hmm. you know just so we weren't double covering anything and nothing there was just, yeah absolutely nothing um and it was tough i mean it was Oh gosh, it was it killed it. It killed me. It killed me to watch you because I've you know any. I feel like if you bow hunted long enough, you know exactly what that feeling is, and to watch someone else go through it for their first time on what could potentially be your first animal was heartbreaking to the point like I always know what have something uplifting to say. I feel like or I try to, and I just didn't even know what to say other than honestly the words that I, that were told to me when it happened to me is it's going to happen again. You know, don't put your bow down because it's going to happen again. And that's like, to a lot of people, it's like, Oh, that's the last thing you should say to me. But no, it's, that is the, that is the cold, hard truth. Like it will happen. And even on shots that you just don't understand, you know, and then this isn't, this isn't an opportunity for people to be like, Oh, well, you should have been shooting this, this, and this. I don't care what you say. No product is a hundred percent across the board. The animal's will to live is insane. And I, I, I don't know. There's just too many factors, just too many factors. I, I don't think it's fair to, to jump to that. I think just to be completely honest and let you know that it's, a that it happens to everybody, and and B that it's going to happen to you again. Yeah. And if you can't handle it, then you don't need to bow hunt. That's why I tell anybody, and I, that's because Braxton told me that. My my husband, as I'm like sitting there in tears, he's like, "You can put your bow down, but you'll never pick it back up. And if you can't handle it, then you're not meant to bow hunt anyway." You know. And well, I mean, you're probably not meant to hunt in general because I know. I mean, you know, I had a lot of people. Too. I had yeah. a lot of people reach out to me. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm thankful for each and every, you know, everyone that was super encouraging about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, a lot of them said, it's like, you know, it doesn't just happen with bows, happens with a rifle. Um, and it can happen at any point. You think you make a good shot and, and especially with something like a hog that those, those suckers are, 
yeah, I mean, I've come to realize those suckers are tough as hell. Yeah. Um, and but, well, you know, for, for people who haven't hunted them or even if you haven't hunted them, if you haven't seen them, like had seen somebody cleaning them or something, they're, they're fat. Well, first of all, their hair is so coarse, it soaks up blood. And then you got that ridiculous layer of fat in between mm-hmm. that can truly, I mean, seals a lot of entry holes. Like, I mean, it, it works, it's, it's in their favor and, uh, I've seen it happen a lot. They just seal up blood everywhere and they seal up and then when you're not starting with blood it's just i don't know having it on camera and seeing that is what it just doesn't have me convinced that (laughs) that he made it it's why it made it hard to quit looking because it just looked good on film and i saw it with my own eyes uh what do you do (laughs) yeah but that was that was definitely tough and that you know we went out that night um there's a little little bit of action that night. Uh, Brax and I stocked up on a on a few hogs, but they you know they just wasn't wasn't the best opportunity. There wasn't there wasn't much cover for us, and and we kind of uh, blew a few out. But uh, I don't I don't think my head was fully in it either. I was still yeah. still a little tore up. Um, but you know, uh, next day we didn't have a ton of luck. Uh, you know, fast forward to last night. And Where did we say yesterday morning? Yesterday morning. We got skunked, didn't we? We went all the way down to... Oh, uh, the falls. The Man, falls and that. That's we usually got, a great setup. We had, a, we had that buck come in that had shed his antlers. and Yeah, that's it. And there there wasn't much other than that. Um, a really pretty hike. That's yep. it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then uh, last night was the action-packed night. One oh of the best man. best nights, best hunts I've ever been on for sure. And that was an, that was another tough one because, uh, you know. You haven't they, posted about this yet, have you? No, I haven't posted about this one. By the time this goes up, there'll probably, I'll probably have a post up about it. But, uh, you know, we got out and um, we walked. Uh, we, did, we did a bunch of glassing and we got out to a point and uh, we found kind of the point we were going to sit and and wait because it wasn't wasn't that late still it wasn't prime time yet yeah they're usually not moving as early as they did last night i was very shocked i mean it caught me off guard we were coming to our point and uh you you spotted the one coming out we thought it was just that one at first and uh and we dropped down and and started to move upwind of it and all of a sudden we saw about uh, another one come out i think Mm -hmm. um well so the, the wind was coming across us and they were from right to left and they're kind of they're kind of more on the left, and I'm like, oh, God, no. They're like, they're going to bust us any second. Let's, yeah, let's move left. we got to get downwind, like, right now. we got to hurry. And uh, so once, I think we moved about, I don't know, 10 yards and crouched down, and they just came in, like, yeah. it was per- it was beautiful. It was such a well, the it was one such came an incredible in, setup. Yeah, the one came in, and I was going to draw on him, and then we see a whole like, slew, of, slew more of boar yeah. and a bunch of piglets, like, coming, yeah. coming down, and we're like crap they're just i mean Still more i shouldn't say crap like holy crud there's yeah. more coming yeah um you know and this is this is probably short of short of that first day this is i mean i'd say there was more in this group than yeah, than yeah. i've seen all all week and uh they're coming down and uh, we had another just where they kind of stopped we had a tree a bush between us and we were kind of debating okay do we move and yeah they, it's that cedar tree and they were right beyond it so it like would have given you a 20-yard shot all day long. 
and they, they were behind they just it, camped there for a while, and, and so it was no. cool too because we were in the shadows and they were right outside, like right outside of it, in the sunlight, facing the sun. Their eyesight's already not that great. They're looking into the sun. I was like, this is just, this is just incredible. Like I, just sitting there, even watching them. I mean, pigs aren't that pretty, but um, yeah. just to watch them and just so calm. They're just in their element. The piglets were playing. I mean, it was a, it was a wonderful setup. Yeah. And, and we were I about thought, to move. Yep. And I then they kept feeding. And they came out. And uh, I, I mean, I don't think those two were all that far apart. Um, they were. They came out. You ranged the one at 30 yards. Yeah. So so I've got the range finder. I'm, I'm ranging one. And I'm saying, I'm thinking he's shooting at. So the setup is you've got, you've got two pigs running parallel to each other. One's a little bit ahead of the other. And obviously one's closer because of how, you know, they're walking next to each other. So I'm ranging in my head. I'm thinking I'm ranging the first one. In my head, the first one is the closest, closest one. one. But then when I, when, I talk, when, I, when I talk to Braxton or when I've talked to other people, and I should have been more clear with you, I'm kicking myself. Um, when I say the first one, that's always in relation to how close they are. Well, you were thinking... The first one, furthest to the right. The furthest was in front yeah, like a little bit. In front yeah. versus closer. It's just, you know, what is it? Does first mean front or first mean closer? You know, well, you it's know, just lingo. And it, I it's not the, not the first thing on your mind, like when you're when you're thinking about that. And um, and and you're like you said, your bow is quick enough. I don't think it would have made a big difference, but I mean, it still they were irritates me. Maybe about me two, that. three yards apart at most, yeah. as far as distance, and you know comes down to it they they stop for a sec and i uh i pull up and it was definitely not as my heart was racing it was definitely not as calm of a shot as the day before spot and sock's always that way though yeah. and that's again and back been, to the feeder it's a calmer situation spot and sock is exhilarating and so. it felt like about five minutes but we had been waiting there for a good uh i mean it, i looked at the video later and it was a good 15 almost 20 minutes that we were we were kneeling there, so it's you know there's plenty of time to get worked up about it, and uh, and I I I made the shot, and uh, you were looking at you were looking at the close one, so and so, so I didn't neither even of see us your really, shot. I neither didn't. of us really saw where that shot uh-uh. hit, but uh, that pig, man, she uh, he squealed, she squealed. I I don't know. I can't remember. I think that it was one a sow. I think it was a sow, but I'm not really positive. Um, but that pig squealed, and uh, and the group took off to our left, mm-hmm. um, and then that one stopped and stared right at us for a minute. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. Like, I'm thinking it's going to come and, and like literally walk. That's kind of why I was watching it, and, and you're like, load another arrow. Yeah, another I'm telling, arrow. I'm telling Sam, get load another arrow, load another arrow, because that group. The rest of the sounder came around to our left, and I'm talking like a 15 yard shot, like right in your face. They, and they didn't even know we were slowed th- down, and, and they didn't know we were there yeah. until they got downwind to our left, just like like what I was afraid of in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And man, and it was beautiful. Erwin, <laughs> I swung around, and I remember, I remember, I think you kind of thought I was going to keep swinging and get you with that broad. Yeah, head. I ducked. I yeah. just, I just dropped to the ground. We were good. I was ready for it. And I, I got that back, and uh, I, I, well, I struggled a little bit getting the getting on onto the d loop and then that once again that last four inches i had so much adrenaline going after that first shot um so the the shot was a little more rushed than i would have liked and it, it was tough to see on the video later but i think i either well, they went, were running you took a running shot yeah 
Yeah. So I felt like it was just a hard shot. <laughs> it was either it was either like right in front of the one or right under it. It was yeah. tough to tell vertically. It looked pretty good, so I think it just went right in front of uh, the big old sow that yeah. was on the run. And uh, normally I would be like, "No, yeah. don't take the shot," but I'm like, "It's your last night. Freaking let it fly." <laughs> it was kind of yeah, yeah. Um, well, and they stood there for quite a while. Like, I mean, it was short, but considering the amount of shooting time, like there was. It was a long time, I think. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I was thinking they're going to sit there a little bit longer. And sure enough, he gets it full draw and they took off and it happened so fast. Yeah. Uh, but that, that first one, you know, we went, we, uh, we looked for the arrow. We still didn't, still didn't find that arrow. Found the second arrow. Um, but, you know, we, we walked up kind of the direction we saw them running off. I caught a little bit of blood. You were still looking for the arrow for me. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to go grab my other arrow and and just eyeball this area well so for the listeners the one that the one that he shot that was off to the right that kind of went on i'm gonna say a sow she was over by herself the rest of the group ran to the left when he was pulled back and shooting she followed suit came flipped back around followed that exact line and chased the rest of them and so i knew i knew even though i couldn't find the arrow i was like there should be blood on that trail from her because she followed them but I couldn't find it. You were the one who spotted it. Like, yeah. you found first blood on it. So well, I walked out, and I remember saw something on a leaf that kind of caught my eye, and then I looked over a little bit further and saw a rock. And, I mean, there was a spray across that rock. And, yeah. Um, so we started, we started following that blood, and, I mean, there was a good amount. There was a couple of spots where, you know, there was just a few drops, but we'd come by anytime she'd brushed up against something. I mean, we found, we found a cactus that was just about soaked in it. Yeah. And... There were some good spots, and every I think every time we kind of went went through some cover or around a corner, and kind of expected to see her piled up there, and the trail just kept going and going and, and going. going. And I mean, we had a good amount for quite a while. Um, well, on Onyx, it, we tracked it's a a mile. Yeah, I mean, and that, a lot of that was crawling. It was it was it was the most intense blood trail I've ever. Track, that's for sure. And I'll tell you what I swear, you could find a, a drop of blood on a pile of red velvet in the dark. Um, <laughs> Thank I, you. I swear. Uh, I mean, you know, there was definitely some spots. Like I caught, I caught a few spots at times, and but like you'd be, you'd be like flying through, you're like blood, 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 and I'm looking, I'm like, where the hell is she talking about? <laughs> and like it's just I, practice, and then Lots of practice. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell you what, and. Um, we we got to a certain point. It started slowing down, and it, there'd be just drop, a drop, a drop. But it was consistent. It but, was I consistent. Mean, there was times like we'd be. I mean, it had to be at least two thirds of that that mile were on our hands and knees. Yeah. So through. there's lots of trails up underneath this thick, you know, thick thick cover, um, and just only hollowed out enough for the size of like medium size pig so you had to be on your literally crawling on your hands and knees and i mean it was it was sketchy it, it was, was sketchy. really sketchy. yeah i had my 40 loaded ready to pop one as soon as anything came our way because you just you don't ever need to track hogs regardless you don't need to track one without a gun but on your hands and knees in that thick of cover if they're wounded you're done unless you have something to protect yeah. yourself and we we're going through that thick stuff honestly like it was just, uh, it was, sometimes there would be a, just an obvious tunnel where I don't even care about blood. I just need to get through this thick stuff so I can get up and yeah. be a little bit safer. 
Um, and as long as I could see, there were times where I, maybe I couldn't see blood because it was just like leaves and dirt and it was just really, really thick cover. But I could see her steps and I could even see at points where she was struggling, you know, just over the years, Braxton's been, Braxton's a freaking, I don't even, he can track anything, but he has taught me, you know, the way that, the way that their, their footing is, you can tell when they're struggling, you can tell, uh, when they're starting to rock, you can tell how the blood, when the blood swipes certain ways off, I don't know how to explain it, it's like, it's one of the things you have to do it so many times before you can really master it, and I'm so far from that, but many times I would just see footprints, and I'm like, I just need to get through this tunnel, because mm-hmm. I'm screwed if they come running at me right now, and yeah, that's not, like, I learned a lot this week, just some of the experiences yeah. we had were pretty incredible. I mean, and we were on that, I mean, till 11 o'clock, I mean, it was pitch black, and there was no moon. Mm-mm. I mean, it was as, as black as it gets. Like if, you know, I had my backup headlamp because I, God knows where my my good one is right now. It's in my car somewhere. But uh, we had the the spotlight and my crappy headlamp, and we're both sitting there thinking like, if we're crawling on our hands and knees and both of these go out, we're screwed. Yeah, I thought about that. I mean, you know, we got the phone lights, I guess. And, you know, well, we could, we one of mine made it out. One of but. mine went out a couple nights before, which is the only reason I thought about that. We charge yeah. our lights every night, and the I didn't charge mine for a couple nights, and so I'm walking through the field, and my light just goes out. I'm like, cool, and I have no <laughs> other one. So, anyway. But, yeah, I mean, so it was pitch black. We spent, gosh, I mean, a wh- a from while. the time we started hunting, it was probably like about five hours from the time we we left at the house to the the time we stopped. Uh, so, you know, we got through in the, the blood trail. We just got to a point where we couldn't find it anymore. Um, I mean, you know, you were you were finding like one drop on a leaf in a, you know, like, yeah, it was the occasional was, brush on a piece of the tall piece of grass. Um, those were the ones that were that would give us a little more hope because there was still a good amount of blood on. I got excited. On I got excited when we come up to tall grass because that's just easy tracking. Truthfully, yeah. I mean, they're swi- they have to swipe. There's no way they can't. So, I looked forward to that. It was the more open. You know, or we'd come or it to, dirt. or it'd come into like a, you know, it's split into three paths, and then you're trying to figure mm-hmm. out which way did they go. I mean, it's all fun, but after a mile of it, you're like, when you know, where is the dang pig? I, 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 I'm still at a loss right now. And it was, I mean, it was tough. You know, we just we got to a spot where there just wasn't much left to see, and you know, and then it, you know, didn't help when I hear a slight rumble and i turn around pack of dogs and i just see like you know i got i don't have the big bright spotlight i'm just using my headlamp so i'm not illuminating a bunch of stuff all i see is just i mean it was like a bad movie yeah um like the one you know the wilderness movie where you're about to die yeah snow white i swear (laughs) or was it no uh, beauty and the beast that's what it was exactly with the wolves yeah and i just look and i just see eyes a whole row of eyes and i'm like well i've got one arrow left <laughs> i have a 40 and i didn't even know they were there <laughs> oh my gosh i'm like just just coyotes because we literally just like five minutes before heard them from that same direction just heard i mean they were just lighting off yeah and i'm like i'm like i wouldn't normally be afraid of coyotes but i'm like we're barely armed yeah and there's like i mean there was like 15 or 20 of them yeah. i'm like well 
So I'm going to have rabies. <laughs> um, and I'm like, just, just, just. <laughs> yeah. And we turn around and then all of a sudden we kind of hear a, a, a buggy coming by. Yeah. And and they they came running up close enough, and I see I'm like, oh, it's dogs. Somebody's running dogs. Yeah. Um, so there ended up being like a, a and there's it's still going on right now. They started Friday evening, weigh in is Sunday morning, and these guys entered a a hog competition. That's they're huge down here. Predators, hog competitions, all of them. I mean, it's just there's always something going on. These guys had every bit of fifteen dogs, full blown collars. They had buggies. They had was it four horses? Yeah. Yeah, they had four guys on horses. It was um, it was intense. It was like, it was intense. It was no joke and at all. and and people who are really into running dogs down here are they spend some money and mm-hmm. they t- they I mean it's incredible. I've done it. I've done it and it's it's really cool to watch those dogs work, but they had legit like buggies with the really nice Kate kennels and collars and the horses were I mean, literally booking it in the dark down trails, trying to catch up to the dogs, and it's it's a thing down here. I wish, I mean, I didn't know they were doing that, or I had to been like, hey, can we come along? I, yeah. I would have loved for you to experience it, that but been cool. they were they well, were ready to. They, you know, we heard them just on the other side of where that trail was headed. We heard them light up on a hog. Yes, and so there's a good there's a good chance that that hog got taken one way or the other but you know it is what it is we i mean we put in as about as good of an effort as as anyone could ever put in on that i feel good about finding that hog i do not feel bad about it at all um you know it's once again it happens it's not it's not ideal but and and that's the thing you know you want to make every single effort if you know you think an animal's been wounded um you you make every effort, and we were there. We there was no more blood. There well, just wasn't. And, I mean, it would have been one or two drops. And, and Braxton said it too. He said, you know, hogs can lose. They can go a long time. They can lose a lot of blood and be fine. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen them on cameras. They pop back on cameras with wounds, and you're like, you know, no different than you know, you're hunting whitetail or something, and you're like, how did you? How, I made a. I literally felt like I made a great shot on that buck, and. It's on camera. I mean, I've never. That's not. I haven't experienced that, but I've seen a lot of my friends mm-hmm. happen too. And you just, it's, it's, you can't explain it. And it was, it was a huge wake up call for for me too, because I'm like, man. I mean, I just, we tried. We tried yeah. everything we could, and I've played it in my head over and over again. What could I have done differently? You know, wondering, did I? Did I have you in the in the best possible position? I told you this when we were on our way here. Like, still, it's still just hard for me because I had this determination to get you <laughs> your first pig, and it just wasn't meant to be. What do you do? You know, and like I said, in my mind, I mean, after the first day, I felt this way. You know, after this, everything, I look at this, and this was a successful trip. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Heck yeah. I talk about this all the time on the podcast is you have to gauge your measure of success. And, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously, you know, every time you go out hunting, you want to, your goal is to, t- is to harvest an animal. And, um, you know, we went out and, but you have to really set reasonable measures of success. And I came out wanting to learn for one 
just wanting an experience, wanting a, a fun time, which God help me, it was so much fun, and and wanting to really just experience that first attempt, you know, like a real attempt at an animal. Yeah. And you guys gave me so many opportunities for that, and literally, I had, I mean, just about every possible type of opportunity and thing that could happen in that and all in one trip you know it it was amazing uh spot and stock and and sitting in the blinds and releasing and missing releasing and having to track and 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 all of this stuff all balled into one trip i mean i i feel like this prepared me for so many future hunts and and so much i mean it was an amazing time. I could not have honestly asked for more. And y'all gave me so many opportunities for shots. Like I said, there's honestly not at all. You should not at all feel like I could have done more. Cause you, <laughs> I mean, it comes, it, well, there's a you. certain point, point where it comes down to the hunter has to calm the hell down and, and make a good shot. And you know, that's, that's something that comes with practice and a lot of, uh, a lot more experience and, yeah, you know, some I'm looking forward to doing some more in the future, and even even with a lot of experience, though, I just want to say for anybody listening, like even two two years ago, uh, I'd been I don't know three three or four seasons I'd been already been bow hunting, and two seasons ago, I in one hunt in one weekend in a three day hunt, I skimmed the underside like the chest of uh, what would have been my biggest buck. Ever. I pulled, ba- drew back and hit the blind. I hit a hog high in like the really fatty area. It came back, it slipped. And that was in a row. And I, I remember going back to the lodge and I told Braxton, I'm done. Like, it's, I'm done. I'm not meant to do this. That's three shots back to back of things that, you know, so it does happen even after you've done it for a while. And I just really want people to hear that because. It's not talked about enough, and when you do talk about it, it has to be done in a respectful way, of course, because I never want it to be that we don't care about these mistakes that we made it, it make, but you can't talk about it and then not talk about the emotion and what, it, what how it impacted you internally, otherwise you sound just cold, you know, yeah. and, and, and it's just not that way. It's just, this is just what, this is what bow hunting presents to you at times, and will continue to do so doesn't matter how long you've done it it's just part of it and it's not because it's your first time or you don't have enough experience because people that do still make these mistakes and everybody needs to hear that (laughs) (laughs) awesome well i think we are about due to start heading off to the airport we're we're pretty close kind of close oh my gosh we gotta go yeah (laughs) but thank you as always for an awesome time thank you for uh sitting down it was fun to talk through everything a nice uh nice way to close out the week i think so for sure it was fun it uh hopefully we can do it again sometime yes All right, y'all, that'll do it for episode 61 of Living Country in the City. Make sure y'all head on over to the show notes page at livingcountryinthecity.com slash 61. You can find links to everything we talked about in the episode there. Also, I'm hoping to put up a video of the hog hunt soon, so keep an eye out for that. But in the meantime, keep it country, y'all. 
Thank y'all for listening to Living Country in the City. Get show notes and check out the blog, product reviews, events, and more at livingcountryinthecity.com. 